It's Monday, April 25th, and this is Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill, and joining me in studio today from Motley Fool Asset Management, Bill Mann, from income investor James Early, and from Motley Fool Stock Advisor, Andy Cross. Guys, good to see you. Good to see you, Chris. Hey, Chris. We've got an investigation into Boeing's manufacturing, and we've got an IPO for Party City. More on those in a moment. But first, guys, we will start with smartphones and privacy. The Wall Street Journal reported today it conducted a test demonstrating that Apple's iPhone is collecting and storing your location information even when the location services are turned off. The journal had previously reported that the Android phone also collects your location data every few seconds and transmits it to Google servers several times an hour. Uh, Apple has not come out with an official response as of this taping, um, but there is a, an Apple website called MacRumors.com where there is um, a, an alleged uh, email exchange with Steve Jobs where the question is put to him, um, about, you know, are you tracking? Uh, and he said, uh, according to this email, we don't track anyone. The information circulating around is false. Uh, James Early, I will start with you. Um, what was your reaction to the story in general? Well, Chris, if the Steve Jobs email is, is accurate, then we have kind of a big deal here because we have Steve Jobs denying this, but the Wall Street Journal says yes, even if the function is disabled. So this is really Apple's credibility on the line. Again, if this is if these reports are accurate, um, we, we can kind of blow this into the larger picture and say, okay, well, let's say they are doing it, and that, to, to me, seems reasonable. If, if Google is doing it, too, uh, these devices are obviously capable of that. Is is that a problem for 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 individuals and for investors. Uh, I think for individuals, I would say it's it's obviously no fun to have your whereabouts tracked. There is some safety in numbers. I would argue like when the internet first came out, everybody worried about having their personal information out there. And oh gosh, it's going to be terrible. People can know everything about me. But guess what? You know, you're probably not as interesting as you, you think compared <laughs> to you know five five billion other people. Um, probably the same thing with with your GPS coordinates. But but there certainly could be specific uses of this information that might give people the creeps. So yeah, it is disturbing, and I hope they, they don't do it, but I don't see it as being uh, as bad long-term societally. It could ding, should ding Apple and Google's reputation, though. Bill, you've got an iPhone. Do you care that Apple may be tracking your information, or is this a situation where the the perception is, is worse than the reality? I, you know... These companies know everything about you, as it is, you know, based on your browsing. Um, I guess the big thing to me is 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 whether he has said it is not true and it is in fact true. And the thing, and I don't know this, but I think we've known forever that you know it, it's that that the phone itself can tell you where it has been. You know, the question is whether it's being uploaded back to them in any you know direct way. And uh, for me, it's it's not that huge a deal that it exists. Um, I'm just not that much of a civil libertarian, you know, as far as I'm concerned. But you know, the fact that they would deny it, I think, is a, they should a market big it as deal. like a low jack for iPhones. James, you say this this should ding the reputations of Apple and Google. Yeah, I mean, I expect some sort of public self-flagellation at some point, but uh, it's not going to really hurt the stock. I, I just don't see that happening. I think people are, are neutral. Facebook has, has, and the internet in general, has, has totally changed our, our... If this happened 15 years ago, it would be an uproar, but but we have very different uh, perspectives yeah. on privacy these days. Yeah, I think that the uh, the fact that they didn't come out right away and say, yeah, this is happening. I mean, yeah. again, the cover-up is worse than the crime. It's not a crime. It's, you know, it's a feature. But it's snarky. It's just something about it, though. It's kind of icky. But 
you know, yeah. it's the internet. Now, we don't know what, if anything, Apple and Google are doing with this information, what potentially they could be doing with this information. But if you had to entrust one of these companies with all of your personal information, which one would you pick? James, I know you're a big Apple guy. <sighs> yeah, Apple, because Google has information about everything else, and, and Google seems a lot less, uh, sh- a lot more shameless, I guess, about using that information. So I would say Apple. Bill? I, I, I'm going to actually go with Google. I mean, they know... They know everything from your from your browsing statistics. I mean, the fact that you went to some Exxon isn't particularly of so much importance to them as every other piece of information that you willingly give them when you uh, when you're on the internet. Andy, yeah, I, I agree with uh, with James on Apple because oh, um, come on. sorry, <laughs> yes, essentially they have everything on mine already. I mean, they're in my I, my phone, my computer. I mean, like my iPod. So I give them already. So this is your line. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. If you could know the whereabouts of any one person here, Andy, who would that be? One person in this room yeah, right in here? This room. <laughs> <laughs> that's good talk. Well, I, I, I already know Bill from Facebook, so I can tell which country he's in already. So I would say you, James, and it's scary. Uh, I'm just flatter. Yeah, James Stalker. You are, you are the man of mystery. All right, guys. Remember that Southwest Airlines jet that had to make an emergency <laughs> landing when the fuselage skin ruptured at 35,000 feet? A federal investigation has turned up evidence that an oversight at the plant where the plane was made 15 years ago could have caused flaws in the Boeing aircraft. Uh, Bill Mann, there is no final report yet from the NTSB, uh, but this appears to be good news for Southwest. Potentially, how bad is this news for Boeing? Uh, you know, Boeing is one of those businesses that they have a it is a it is a zero defect business. So the fact that something like this has come out that say for example, you know, the you know, the rivets guy wasn't on his game that day. That's mm. that's bad news. And and so these there are certain things like nuke plants, for example, that you know, whenever they've been built, you know, no matter how old they are, there's still culpability and they still have to operate, you know, perfectly. And and as someone who flies, I'd have to say that planes are one of those things. So this is this is bad for Boeing. I also still don't think it's that great for Southwest because they've had fifteen years worth of maintenance, you know, going on with this with this plane. And, you know, they, the maintenance for planes is an you know, is an incredibly uh, you know, intense activity a you know a process and so i know that it's great for for anybody at the end of the day but i'm worried you know as someone who flies 737s occasionally you know what's so interesting is there is um there's such a tight relationship between companies like boeing and airbus and the airlines and mm-hmm. i wonder how a situation like this i was just curious behind the scenes how it affects the relationship between two huge companies one big manufacturer and one big customer. And what are you going to do? Buy from someplace somewhere else? I mean, that's, that's a good <laughs> question. Yeah, I mean, Airbus is the only <laughs> game in town. Apple. Yeah. Um, game. They'll know where the planes are. <laughs> now, Bill, from a shareholder standpoint, though, I mean, South, uh, Southwest Airlines is the only major airline that has beaten the market over the long term. Uh, shares are up around 6,000% since 1980. Um, JetBlue, which is another airline, sort of trying to play the same game that Southwest has played and played well for a very long time, has actually lost to the market um, way down from its from its IPO. Do you think that there's an opportunity for Southwest that maybe doesn't exist for JetBlue? Is there an opportunity for one or either or both? You know, Southwest is one of those is is one of those examples that you know you could really point at and say that management makes all of the difference with a with a with a company. I mean, the fact that all of the rest of their their competitors just stink and have destroyed capital over a very long term. 
I say, I mean, if you're playing in that business, I mean, there are some Asian airlines, and you know, maybe Ryanair actually is also another very strong is a very strong competitor. Actually, they don't compete, but you know, a player. <laughs> similar, similar yeah. discount airline. Similar discount yeah. airline. They don't exactly overlap, but yeah. You know. And the successful airlines have always been a curiosity to me because if I had yeah. to custom build an industry for suckiness, it'd be hard to do much better than the airline industry. It's just really, really hard to to, to make a buck. Yeah, that's the uh, the the classic Warren Buffett line. Um, uh, if a far sighted capitalist had been present at Kitty Hawk, he would have done his successors a huge favor by shooting Orville down with a bazooka. So safe to say, all three of you also share Warren Buffett's aversion to investing. I in wouldn't airlines. murder anybody, but I mean. Uh, <laughs> Avoid investing. Well, maybe. <laughs> and, Just don't do it with your iPhone because then <laughs> Apple will know. And finally, Party City Holdings has filed for an IPO of up to $350 million. Party City has 800 locations around the U.S. and had net revenue of $1.6 billion last year. Andy Cross, that is a lot of Halloween costumes and party supplies. Goo gauze. Are, uh, <laughs> are, are you looking to pick up a few shares uh, when they go public? Well, I think IPOs are always just a tough game to play, especially out of the gate. You know, So the concept that so they're the largest pure play party supply retailer in America. That's a $10 billion industry, according to the company. They do about $1.5 billion, generate some good profits on it. But man, I tell you, retail is a tough enough game, and, and really specialized retail is even harder. Bill? I actually think I, I actually think this is pretty interesting. I mean, we don't we don't participate in IPOs. I mean, almost as a matter of principle, we'd let them take some time and be be public companies for a while because there's a learning curve. But Basically, Party City is just going up against some fairly inefficient mom and pops. I mean, that is their competition around the country. That you know, the dollar stores, I guess, for certain of their products. So it's it, to me, it's pretty interesting. James? Maybe I'm a party pooper, but is anybody else just amazed that this business exists? I mean, these just. Well, I was going to rail more, but then I remember that I actually got a pretty good MC Hammer costume at Party City. <laughs> He's wearing it now. <laughs> you know, but I'm the kind of guy. For, I would prefer never to decorate. If I had to decorate, I'd rather have something like you're going hammer around. Yeah, I'm going. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't see a lot of value, but but people people buy it. So interesting thing about about Party City is that they actually uh, manufacture and sell a lot. Manufacture a lot of the products they they sell. So they do have some of that vertical um, integration that other companies don't have. So that could be an opportunity to at least that's an interesting angle to the company that I saw. But I don't know if it's enough for me to really kind of wake up to the story. And I agree with Bill. Letting companies kind of get out there and, and demonstrate some capabilities and leadership after they go public is a smart idea. Do you have a uh, party item that you think is either underrated or overrated? James? Well, Chris, I would go with – well, parties in general to me are overrated. Uh, I'm just not a party guy. But, but hats are never really used much. But the thing I really hate is those – they're not really parties, but you know those, those – uh, inflatable things that people put in their lawns that are just using like 5,000 watts of power to blow up like the Santa Claus or the, the, the pumpkin or something. I mean, those people should be, sh- I'm going to say shot, but, 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 you know, I really don't like those decorations. And underrated, I'm going to say fireworks and games that provoke soul-stirring responses because I've had some good, good experiences with those. Fireworks provoke soul-stirring <laughs> No, no, games. Like, games. You, like, oh, games. Okay. Yeah, two, two separate things. Games separate involving things. fireworks, uh, yeah. especially. I, I think streamers are the biggest waste. You know, let's put some streamers up. I mean, I agree. Yeah. What does that say? Waste of work too. Um, overrated. I'm going pinata. I've 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 yet oh. to be at a kid's birthday party where there's a pinata that doesn't need to be taken down by a large grown up. 
You know, I went to a party one time for five-year-olds, and the dad didn't realize he was supposed to fill the pinata, so the kids oh. might beat it up. There's nothing inside. And if they never break, and the kids are just hitting them, I mean, it's just depressing. All right. Andy Cross, James Early, Bill Mann. Guys, thanks for being here. Thank you, Thanks, Chris. Chris. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about. Don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. Our producer is Matt Greer. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. So is this just the cost of doing business? If you're going to have a smartphone, this is part of the cost. That's a good question. You should be able Thank to. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Thank you very much. That was, that was great pensive radio. <laughs>